Well, most people think smoking pot has little to no effect on cardiovascular health, but a new study is challenging that thinking. WJR senior news analyst Marie Osborne is here. She takes a look at the newest research. Good morning, Marie. And good morning, guys. This study was done at the Massachusetts General Hospital. They looked at 430,000 adults, and researchers found that cannabis use could significantly increase the risk of heart attacks and strokes, and in addition, the risks rose the more frequently marijuana was used. So looking a little closer at these numbers, they found daily cannabis users had 25% higher likelihood of a heart attack and 42% higher risk of a stroke than people who never smoked pot. People who used marijuana just once a week had a 3% increased likelihood of a heart attack, 5% higher for a stroke. Data from the CDC indicates that just over 48 million Americans, that's about 15% of the population, reported using cannabis at least once in 2019. 24 states, Washington, D.C., including right here in Michigan, have legalized pot for recreational use. Now, nearly 75% of the people in the study reported smoking pot as the common way to get high. But they also consumed edibles and they vaped, although this study did not significantly look at the risks of smoking marijuana compared to edibles. So that, that comparison was not made. But the researchers did note that smoking pot, which is how most people use it, may pose additional risks because of the particular matter, uh, particulate matter that is inhaled. So there's some things that we don't know here. It's unclear from this paper whether marijuana is directly causing heart attacks or strokes or if the people who were already at risk for some reason may have more of a tendency to use it. And overall, researchers said more rigorous and targeted testing research is needed before drawing a direct conclusion that pot causes strokes and heart attacks. But guys, Jamie, uh, Lloyd, and Guy, this was a large-scale study. It, lay, it raised a lot of eyebrows, and it found some important concerning issues. Well, you know, Marie, I, I would think that a, a person would maybe consult their health care provider, but if you're on medicinal marijuana, you have a, a medicinal card, you may do that. But if you're just a, a regular person who's, you know, doing it for recreation, you might not be going to see the doctor, but that should be who you should see because you want to make sure that uh, this is not affecting you in an adverse way. Totally agree. I, it's uh, interesting to note, you know, people self-report things when mm-hmm. they go see the doctor, right? They fill out those forms. And let's be honest, a lot of times we don't always put everything on there. You That's know, true. we're afraid to, we're embarrassed to. So there's that issue. And uh, I have found in the last couple of years that doctors and nurses are more directly asking you do you use any uh, marijuana? And then specifically they'll say gummies, uh, uh, chocolate, or whatever. They, they get really specific. They don't just let the question pass with a yes or no. They get more specific. So I think doctors are really on to this. You know, this comes on the heels of a lot of really good research coming out of the University of Michigan <clears throat> that talks about brain development mm-hmm. and that in teens especially – uh, that your brain isn't fully developed and that you can get uh, some some serious impact on brain development and functioning if you're a heavy marijuana user in your teen years. And I, you know, and this isn't kind of a reefer madness thing. This is just these, these are facts that are you yeah. know, documented in the in the research. 
Um, so it, it, you, it gets you on both ends, brain and heart. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think the bigger question or the bigger thing to think about is that we don't know a lot about this because there haven't been these large scale studies done on done on this. It's still and a schedule one drug, Marie, which yes, means yes. that the researchers that want to do the deep dives can't get federal funding. That's for right. It. Right. So that's an important thing to keep in mind. And also one of the researchers in this particular study, which, by the way, for our listeners, it was published in the Journal of the American Heart Association, if you want to take a closer look. But one of the researchers said, I think what we're looking at here is what we were looking at back in the 50s and 60s with cigarette smoke. And we were saying, oh, Hmm. or or cigarette use. Hmm. Oh, it looks dangerous, but we're not really sure. So and then remember what happened with cigarettes. Mm-hmm. We, we learned so much more about them. So they're saying I, that we're almost on the dawn of really understanding the health impact of marijuana. Um, there's also some disturbing stuff out there that, you know, we've talked a lot about securing guns, safe storage of, of weapons. And the same thing goes for alcohol and drugs that we're seeing an, an increasing prevalence where I think 25% of parents reported that they have these things in their home, mm-hmm. but they really don't secure them. And kids are curious. Well, and they look like candy, guys. That's right. I mean, gummies look like candy. They come in those little chocolate, like they look like M&Ms. Um, I don't know personally about this. I've just been told. Uh, but I, <laughs> that they, but I, you know, those look like candy to children. And we have heard reports of kids coming to school high, if you will, and having, you know, the parents are reported for child abuse. And bringing the the gummies to school, thinking it's candy, and passing them out to their friends. And we do know with with, uh, legalization of recreational recreational cannabis, we have seen uh, a dramatic increase in calls to the poison centers. Yes. Because kids do, you know, as you point out, if if you don't secure them in an appropriate spot, uh, Marie, they, they look mighty inviting to kids. They sure do. Absolutely. This was a very interesting study, and it was a big one. 490,000 adults. That's a lot of people to look at. Um, it's really worth reviewing uh, for anyone who uses pot, you know, in a recreational way mm-hmm. to just know this. And as Lloyd said, talk to your doctor about this. Be honest about it. Um, it's just <laughs> best to understand what you're up against. I'm laughing because there have been elders in my life. When you go to the doctor with them, and especially if there is a touch of dementia, they ask you, well, how many how many drinks do you have in a week? Oh, I don't drink. Yes. I was like, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I've been drinking with you. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, so there's a certain, you kind of need to fact check some of yeah, you, you especially when the older folks uh, go to the doctor and be their advocate. Marie, thank you. Thanks, guys. Yeah. This kind of calls up the, the other infuriating story of the day, oh. which is this plow driver who runs over this elderly woman who is on her way to getting her hair done. Turns out the guy was Blotto. And what's worse, he's now been charged 45 years old. His name is uh, Jason Walkley. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Jason Walkley. And uh, Pete Lucido is going to uh, really unload on him with the charges here because not only was he highly intoxicated when he ran over that poor woman, but this wasn't the first time. This is his third offense, at least the third offense that we know about, right? right? And, and also, this is his second offense for driving on a suspended license. So he's been busted, convicted, suspended, Caught driving, suspended, 
and drunk again. And now they're talking about uh, charging him as an habitual fourth offender. How many bites of the apple, a poisoned apple in this case for this poor yeah. lady, does this guy get? It's like playing Russian roulette with this guy. Ex- you know? Exactly. And can you think of something more lethal than a, a drunk in a snowplow? Oh, my goodness. You know, because it, there's, there's no uh, protection for a pedestrian. No. There and and this poor lady and I think the original this was in mid January that this happened mm-hmm. and uh, I, he did stay at the scene I think and and uh, but the Lucido said the tragedy deepens with each offense underscoring the urgent need for accountability to protect our communities from such reckless disregard for human life Amen uh, We'll continue to follow that case for you and when we come back we'll have the other big stories of the day including. Uh, The immunity case going to the Supremes.